Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Tuesday, everybody. Dusty Hera. No Danny Meringue. Uh, he's he's getting an MRI on his hip today uh, so he can walk again. And not be in pain. Oh, come all on. Day we can long. come up with something a little bit more nefarious than that, can't we? Why? Well, just, you know. What? A certain co host maybe perhaps leaned into a, a, a bit pretty hard yesterday. What's that? <laughs> you know, perhaps you were on a, serving a short rehab stint. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. He can't even come up with his own bits right? yet? Right, exactly. My God. Okay. Uh, no, I had a sick kid yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I wasn't here. Um, but all right, uh, Meringue is out, and uh, I mean the text line can come up with his with his new uh, ailment five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Yeah, there we go. That'd be the fan text line. Um, all right, I'm back. Um, and yeah, it's stay at home parents. You guys are incredible. If that is what you do every day. God, goodness gracious. Oh, no kidding. Good on you. Yes. Uh, you guys are the real heroes out there. <laughs> right. You find out really quickly uh, what life you're not built for. <laughs> Me? <laughs> not that. Not that. <laughs> Staying at home? Not my game. Not my game one bit. Yeah. Yeah, I know when I was even just working part-time, I, I was not great on keeping up on the laundry and the other household chores and such. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's your work. It's it's nonstop, and then you get the nonstop. Well, what did get done? You know what? Enough. Enough got done. You know what did get done? This kid <laughs> is still alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I'm back. I missed all of uh, conference championship weekend conversation, and uh, that is something that uh, we'll we'll touch on a little a little bit today. I know you guys got the all day wall to wall action of it but there's still uh there's some things that that I I had jotted down in my notes that uh I, I want to hit on today from conference championship week now that we have like a full week before the Super Bowl I mean this still is like the longest drag out of anything and I hate it too the fact that the pro bowl is worse than ever that that is the worst yes. is that now the pro bowl has got even less 
It's got even less to talk about heading into it. Yeah. But we will talk about some things because we have a new record heading into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and I'm just glad it's not a game. I'm just glad it's not a game. Uh <laughs> Jeez, you guys have got a lot of uh, really brutal ones. Wow, yeah. <laughs> we got an x-ray for a Hot Wheels stuck in the bum. <laughs> we got a recovering from a botched penis enlargement surgery coming in. Yeah, coming out swinging at Danny here on this one. Yeah. All right, um, 503-250-1080. That was a fantastic time. we got Blazers we need to talk about. We will have a guest today. Andrew Nevick is going to join us at 1 o'clock. Uh, you know, remember that signing day last month? Yeah. There's a new one tomorrow, uh, National Signing Day 2.0. And it, it we're bringing Andrew on because there's a lot to be looking for, uh, especially if you're out here on the West Coast, because there are two big-time recruits um, that have not, inked their name to a team yet and are linked to Pac-12 teams, including uh, the Oregon Ducks. So we'll talk to Nemec coming up at 1 o'clock today. Um, and we also, um, look, I don't know when I'm, you know what, right now may be the time to do it because we have a great worst day on the web, and that yeah. was easy. Um, but I'm terrified of this. I was, no, I was told about this over the weekend. Um, there's this new company called Colossal Biosciences, mm-hmm. which is a, a very evil empire kind of name. Like, I mean, that's like Lex Luthor owns Colossal Biosciences, Yeah, no right? kidding. But this uh, company, Colossal Biosciences, I was told about a buddy who was like, yeah, man, they're like recreating the woolly mammoth They're the, from extinction. They are de-extincting animals. Oh, there's no way that can go wrong. No. No, absolutely not. But then I was like, oh, wow. And he was telling me about it. I'm like, this just this does not seem like a great idea, Bob. Just watch a movie. Watch one movie. And then a Vice article popped up today of the scientists of the uh, – they're trying to de-extinct the dodo. Well, that one seems a little, a little more harmless. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the woolly mammoth. Apparently, the and from what I was told, the woolly mammoth is uh, being brought back because of the fact that, like, they help with global warming and cooling the planet. His explanation made no sense to me <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> the love of our pay grade. But I, I'm I'm like, this is terrifying. Yeah. Like, part of me, you know what? A part of me feels like rust. It's like, you know, we're giving participation trophies in the. In the <laughs> In the evolution of our world now. We're bringing them on back. You guys had a good run. You tried hard. You didn't quite make it. But, yeah, let's give you another chance. Um, but, it, it, like, the dodo, basically, humans, uh, well, the Europe, not humans, Europeans, they went to the island that they were on, and they're like, oh, look at these really nice birds. Dead. Yeah. Really easy to kill. <laughs> they can't even fly away dead they had no predators on their island then all of a sudden the europeans come walking in and they're like you kill you done (laughs) and then they bring in all these animals that are like i'd like to kill you too done they're gone wiped off the face of the earth this seems terrifying to me yeah yeah this i mean have we not seen enough jurassic park movies Mm, right life finds a way life finds a way but uh yeah they're gonna bring back the woolly mammoth the dodo and then uh, the Tasmanian tiger. Do you know what that is? Uh, I'm 
guessing a, a tiger from oh. the region of Tasmania? No, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're right there, but uh, it's not a tiger. It looks like a dog. It looks like a dog with tiger stripes. Okay. It's kind of a cool looking animal, but uh, probably kill you. Uh, so yeah, uh, way number nine billion and seventy four that uh, the world is going to end a de extinction. De extinction is a thing now. Yeah, it looks like kind of a like fox coyote hybrid type thing. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what they're doing here, like this text says, we killed off the woolly mammoths only 3,000 years ago. It's not like dinosaurs. They're smaller than African elephants. <clears throat> okay. Uh, they are apparently going to, uh, because, I mean, this is all, they're not growing a woolly mammoth in a lab. You're not 3D printing the bad boy. But apparently. <laughs> that would be something. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're going to go ahead and bring in these extinct, like the, in an Asian elephant. Uh-huh is where they're going to have the edited DNA of a woolly to make it into a woolly mammoth. So it's not going to be like an exact copy, right. but it's close enough. And what I've noticed on Much like the movie Multiplicity. That's what I was going to go with. <laughs> you want you, no, you want the direct copy. The movie Multiplicity taught me one thing. <laughs> don't do a copy of a copy. Don't do a copy of a copy. And sure as hell don't do a copy of a copy of a copy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which, uh, also, that movie, Problematic, wouldn't last these days. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it. That, but. that movie would not, it, it, no. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a litany of laws that are violated in that movie that was supposed to be <laughs> just a good old-fashioned comedy back then. Man. Yeah, right? The old switcheroo uh, the with the wife. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's not problematic at all. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. I'm wondering if you could go like if they, that's one of those movies. Like, yeah, we're not even gonna stream that one anymore. <laughs> and does Hollywood have a list of those movies that they can't do? I know Disney does, like uh, the Disney movie Song of the South, which was the inspiration for Splash Mountain. Yep, which they're rebranding. Yep, um, and you know, I, I like I remember watching watching Song of the South as a kid. Yeah, it was very, very vaguely. Yeah, yeah, very vaguely, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. have those memories of it. We yeah. ended up wa we watched it in college. I took a class, uh, understanding and interpreting Disney film, mm -hmm. where we watched that. Yeah, that was an actual class too. Uh, <laughs> I took a class in college on but, on uh, uh, what was it? Uh, it was a very informative uh, movie. Racism, uh, uh, like gender bias and empiricism in Disney films. Hmm. Yeah, that was the whole thing. What'd you learn? Uh, there's a, Walt Disney was kind of effed up in the head, man. Yeah. 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 And, he had, a, too. and he had a thing against stepmothers. Yeah. Uh, well, his childhood has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Like he and his, he and his brother, they were not treated well by their stepmother. And, yeah. that, and so he just gave stepmoms a bad name everywhere. <laughs> right. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Screw her in your face, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> I don't know what his stepmom's name is, but, uh, let's ride with Tina. <laughs> Now the adult film industry is trying to bring stepmoms back and give them all great <laughs> See, names. They're not apparently. so bad. <laughs> we, the guys, well, there's the truth is in the middle somewhere. <laughs> we, we have swung to the far extreme, haven't we? Oh, man. Yeah, we have. You know, the pendulum is going back and forth here. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, blacklisted movies. Wonder how many of like, because I know Disney is like, no, we will never re-release that again. Yeah, I wonder 
how many other films are that are in Hollywood are like, yeah, we should probably not make sure people don't find this one. We don't want this one on YouTube. Or like what percentage of the old like Looney Tunes cartoons? Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, because there's yeah there's some doozies in there too. Kind of crazy. Like it's kind of crazy to think about um, what constituted a PG film back in the day. Yeah. You know, and what does now? And it, like we got a, got away with a whole lot of a, I think a Jaws lot of was PG. Stuff. It was, yeah, it was. And we were actually I was talking about this this weekend as well with the with with a couple of friends about um you had side boob yeah. in a PG movie. Yeah, do you remember the movie Blank Check, which is on it's on uh, Disney Plus. I am aware of it. That had the what the new kid from Family Ties, right? The, yeah, uh, yeah. And he uh he basically steals from a bank. Um, well, it's bad guy's bank account though, so it's kind of good. Yeah, it's our it's our first like uh, it's our it's our first introduction as children to cyber crimes, uh, because he uses a computer to basically get a million dollars from stealing from bad guys mm-hmm. from the bank though, and then he buys this mansion and uh tries to lure this older woman uh back to his his mansion and goes on a date with her and he gets a kiss out of her an adult woman it's it's a problematic film altogether but you know what that was my dream that was my (laughs) dream as a kid right i was like i'm I'm gonna ride my bike around and hopefully get hit by a by a bad guy in a in a in a parking lot and somehow get his bank information and rob him blind and then land the hot chick with all my newfound money that i somehow bought a house with Mr. McIntosh was his name. That is that is wild to me that they're like kids movie. Yeah. Just like the Looney Tunes though. Uh, yeah. They used to make like uh you know uh, support the war films that are like how are we going to win the kids over? This way. <laughs> this way. All right. Well, and all hey. kinds of racial tropes. We and... were all in the... Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Turns out the uh, I was incorrect. I used to think the first PG-13 movie ever released was a uh, uh, Temple of Doom. Okay. Um, but it looks like the first one released with a PG-13 rating was uh, Red Dawn. Oh, really? Yes. Wolverines! But apparently it looks like maybe Temple of Doom kind of helped spur the huh. rating. All right. Um, was Blazing Saddles and Smokey and the Bandit on the blacklist. I don't I don't think they are. But I mean, here's the thing. Smokey and the Bandit, I, I don't remember really any of Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. That's on me. Hand up. Don't remember. Blazing Saddles, though is satire exactly it it, it it is aggressive language yes uh but it's it's satire and yeah. that's the whole point of the movie is to point out the dumbness of racists yes um because guess what they get tricked the entire movie and it's it, it, that that was the point that mel brooks was trying to make in satire uh i feel like we have lost a lot of the ability to digest satire in our world, right? Um, big time. So, um, all right, 503-250-1080. Uh, we're already into problematic movies and uh, PG-13 movies. What about Big? A kid in the body of a man, and he gets down with an adult woman? Yeah, well, at least she thought he was a, you know, he looked like a grown-up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, boy, I tried to find that fortune-telling machine. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, Voltar. Yep. Had a lot had a lot of uh 
family in the Bay Area. Uh-huh. So I went to FAO Schwartz, and I was like, can we go down to the pier? Not Zoltar, Zoltar. <laughs> Z- I believe they have one of those at a, at a joint in uh, Cannon Beach. Oh, really? Uh, um, is it, I want to say, uh, Flamingo Gyms? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Um, boy, we went everywhere here. Yeah, we certainly did. I'm still getting reasons why Danny is out. <laughs> but they're also uh, kind of just kind of lumped in with problematic movies, which it kind of all fits together. And de-extinction. Yeah. This has been a segment. Yeah, it certainly has. We covered some bases. Yeah. Uh, the, apparently got a Tasmanian tiger uh, expert on here. It says the Tasmanian tiger is scary. It's a marsupial. That has a dislocatable jaw. Oh, my gosh. There's an actual film of one of the last ones in captivity. Very scary. We don't need an army of Tasmanian tigers. What are we doing here? Yeah. That's... Is that the one we want to bring back? <laughs> I don't think so. No? Yeah. No. I don't... How about hard no on that one? No. <laughs> and then could you imagine like, a... so you got a marsupial, right? These are These are marsupials. You imagine like the confusion of a kangaroo, like a kangaroo. <laughs> it's like whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> this little Tasmanian tiger—they give birth to a Tasmanian tiger. They weren't expecting that. How many marsupials are walking on all fours, though? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Keep the text coming in. we got a ton that we got to get to today. Let's get this show on the road, shall we? The Portland Trailblazers, they finish off their homestand 3-3. Three and three. I have a feeling this, this show is going to go sideways. It already is. It already is. <laughs> we opened up a couple of good questions, didn't we? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Danny and Dusty, this is 1080 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. That is a fan text line. Sugar Hill Gang. A little known fact, Jeff, this is something you told me maybe a decade ago, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. This was your go-to karaoke song. You, at one time, knew every single line of of Rapper's Delight. We would go to, it was always at uh, Thanksgiving after, you know, festivities at the parents' house and stuff, the wife and I would go out to a bar, and the only place open was... Was it Rococo- the Dublin pub? It was Rococo's. Oh, Rococo's! Yes. We called it the No-No's. Uh, yeah, and they'd had karaoke on Thanksgiving night, and that's when I would get up and throw out some Rapper's Delight. The long version. The full version. I'm sure I pissed like off many a Like, all nine minutes? Yeah. I'm sure I pissed off a lot of people in that bar. <laughs> Now, wait, do you, did you change up your voice for each one of them, or was no. it just Jeff Rust as the Sugar Hill Gang? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. All right. I'm sure you got a, a big round of applause, though, and I'm, uh, somebody bought you a drink afterwards, though. That happened once or twice. Huh. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's get this thing on. Let's get this show on the road, shall we? Blazers, hey, they finish off their road trip. Uh, three or their road trip homestand three and three last night a one twenty nine one twenty five win over the Atlanta Hawks and um, Damian Lillard uh, I mean I think we get numb to how dang good he is and how well he he plays this game of basketball man no kidding because it we saw it again last night uh, coming off the Western Conference Player of the Week honors that he got last week and justifiably so um, Lillard filled it up again and. The ease with which he is doing it now is the incredible part to me. 42 points on 10 of 21 shooting, 5 of 12 from beyond the arc, and an incredible 17 of 17 from the free throw line. Yeah, that's pretty good. And if you just look at him over his last 10 games, this is absolutely bonkers. He is shooting 53% from the field, 40% from three, 80 or 95% from the free throw line. Man. He is averaging 38.8 points per game. Four rebounds, 7.7 assists. That's, and and almost a steal a game. That's a monster. I don't know I I don't know when the last time we saw a Blazer play like this was. I mean, it, it, it was Damian Lillard. It was Damian uh, in Lillard. In the playoffs, yeah. uh, probably when they went to the Western Conference Finals. But we are seeing a, a volume and efficiency like none other. And it has been historic, uh, not just for the Portland Trailblazers, but for the NBA, right? When he has the most efficient 60-point game that we've seen in NBA history. And I don't want to get numb to it. I don't want to get numb to the fact that Damian Lillard is doing this at age 32 and is dropping the third oldest player in NBA history to score 60 points, but is able to play at this level where that burst, that pop, hit the the, the bag that he is reaching into to get 
this 42 that he got last night, mm -hmm. where he's getting to the rim, and he, he had one layup where, goodness gracious, that little sweeping oh, the through the lane it. where it Ugh. went rolled in and, and then right out. I was like, that's a shot that he's made his entire career that is just so hard to do. But that was like the first time, and in, in, it's pretty crazy that in this stretch where he has made everything, that that's the one that rolls out right there. Yeah. But he is getting to the rim. He is doing it from beyond the arc. He's getting the the deep threes are back in his bag again. It, it is truly incredible to watch him. He's playing like an MVP. He won't win the MVP. No. He won't be considered for the MVP. And he shouldn't be because he, of the way the Blazers are playing. But he is playing at that type of level right now, and it is fun to watch. And if he wasn't, we think of that, that, that losing, what, 13 of 19 games? That's what this team is if he doesn't play yeah. at this level right now. That's why we look at the trade deadline coming up next week and we go, that's why it's so important to everything that the Blazers want to do moving forward because you have a generational talent. You've got to make him better at any cost right now to get him better. Well, and fortunately, they have a couple of tools in that starting lineup that can help make yeah. that kind of a splash. It really is because, look, um, it's it's good to see Anthony Simons coming back and in, in looking more comfortable, um, especially on the offensive end of the floor. And last night, he he was great. I mean, look, offensively, Blazers don't yes. Blazers don't win that game w without the efficiency that Anthony Simons shot with last night. And it, it was it's good to see him have that and have one, two, three in a row where you get those those level up performances offensively from Ant and Jeremy Grant alongside of Dame. It's not just one of them. You need both of them. That's what good teams do. Yeah. But where are we like there's gotta be some there's gotta be some middle ground. We were talking about middle ground. The yeah. truth lies somewhere in the middle with stepmoms, right? <laughs> it does with this Blazers team. Because can we find the middle ground between seventeen turnovers and seventeen offensive rebounds? Because that that was the killer for the Blazers last night. And size has been a killer. The Blazers actually took care of the ball um. Well, eight turnovers in the game. Yeah, when was the last time you could think of them committing fewer than ten in a game? It's been a while. It was probably the best night of doing that all game, all season long. But then they give up seventeen offensive boards. Like yeah. Clint Capella had ten offensive rebounds. <laughs> the Blazers had one player with ten total, and that was it. Wasn't even a big. Yeah, it was Josh Hart Josh had twelve. Hart. Yeah, right. And that's how many offensive boards that Clint Capella had. And there's always just like. This is the ultimate sign of a roster that needs improving. Is that they get a win, and it's great to get that win right there because boy, two and four on that homestand, three and three isn't great. No, uh, especially with the way that some of them went down. But two and four would have felt a whole lot worse for this team, especially in this stretch where where Lillard has truly turned it on. And if we look at what hurt the Blazers last night on the offensive rebounds, it's the exact same thing that hurt them with uh, Atlanta's efficiency because. As well as the Blazers shot as a team, Atlanta is looking at that going, man, you shoot 47% from the field and 43% from three, and you don't have Trey Young? Yeah. yeah. They think they win that game. Right. And they got a 40-piece from DeJounte Murray, who he played out of his gourd last night, and it kind of feels like that offense. It kind of feels like with the ball in his hands. Maybe it runs a little better. It Well, it, yeah. <laughs> Because it kind of goes to Trey Young to die, right? Um, but he was—they—they they were getting a ton of mid-range looks, and the Blazers um, tried their best to run them off the three-point line. And the guys who got open looks were the ones you didn't. Like Murray was working to get his open looks, and Levich uh, got his open looks from three. But what—what what kind of where the Blazers last night 
swung and missed on the offensive rebounds, it's all on the backside, right? That's where the, the, the ball getting worked all the way back around and having that one guy with his head caught, not finding his man, but ball watching. Right. All of a sudden, boom, an open look, a backdoor cut. A guy slips into a soft spot and, and gets a mid-range jumper. Same thing that, that those open looks that were Atlanta was generating was also generating open offensive rebound opportunities. And look, Clint Capella just worked his butt off on that end of the floor. He 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 did, and he's he's still a worker at, uh, on that. But when you have over rotation to to make up for a a whiff on the defensive end, you get those second chance looks. Mm-hmm. And they got seventeen re- offensive boards last night. And the Blazers, hey, to their credit, they ground out a win. But you shoot that well from the field as a team, Blazers fifty four percent. You should win by a heck of a lot more. It feels like yes, yeah, no kidding. Fifty four percent from the from the field and almost forty seven and a half from three. Sheesh. Yeah, sheesh. And the, the the hardest part about this homestand too, with going three and three, is that a lot of these teams that came in here, they're not great, not even really good teams, and they don't play well on the road. Yeah, and yeah. You went over this. You went over this outside of what the first game of the homestand was. Uh, was Philly. Right mm-hmm. of that six gamer, yeah, uh, it was Philly. And if you took them out of it, I think every other team that they played, the other five teams in that six game homestand were like thirty five percent. Was that win their win percentage? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yep. you said they they were thirty five percent combined. Combined. And uh, Blazers ended up only taking three of those six games. Yeah. And it, look, as a team, you you go back and you say there was this stretch where they had. 10 of 11 games at home that four game home stand and then they went on the road for that one game in denver and then they came back for six straight blazers go five and five on that stretch too and not great bob no because but this is this is kind of what danny and i've been saying all season long (laughs) this team is a right around 500 team yeah (laughs) that that is what they are and you know we saw it in this extended home stretch that everybody's like they've been on the road for so much because they had been you know they needed this this get get right and get back. Well, they didn't quite get there yet. Um, but there are some there were some bright spots, especially when you say, "Hey, Blazers won three of the last four games," and that's that's a big credit to Damian Lillard in this streak that he's going on. Well, since as far as that look, they they are currently basically a five hundred team. But since that ten and four start, mm. do you know how many win streaks of more than two games they have? Oh, one, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's just say there's 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 several more uh, losing streaks of of three or more. Jeez, way to way to pee on the Cheerios, Russ. Well, I just you know, this goes back to Danny doesn't like it when I bring this up, but to me it's a coaching thing. Yeah, the repeated slow starts and and defensive issues and at, at some what I said yesterday was sometimes it's not about the Jims and Joes, it's about the X's and O's. It really is. Well, yeah, and the they, the Blazers do have a. It is easy though, and this is why you and uh, Danny can fight over this. And I will be the mo- moderator just to like throw a little uh, gasoline on the fire yeah. on each side. Two men enter, one man leaves. Well, <laughs> but both of you guys have a point though. Yeah, I mean because it would the way that I see it, <clears throat> with a roster that has two guys over six foot eight. Mm-hmm. How do you expect expect them to be a good defensive team? Right. Okay. Tough. <laughs> very, very tough. Tough. Very tough. Yeah. And you have uh, that is on one side, but then on on your side it is well. This is 
what we were told we were going to get is a guy who is going to get a, a, a ratchet up on the defensive end. What, they're 26th in defensive rating in the NBA? Yeah, see, that's not good. No, it's not. Out of 30 teams? Out of 30 teams. Yeah. But you still have a backcourt, even with the big changes that you do have, that is, they are not a good defending backcourt. No. Nope. And you have a front court that lacks size. Yeah. That's a problem in the NBA. Yes. That, that is. And one thing that we can kind of see, um, and, and I saw that Corey Jezri tweeted this, um, there, there's kind of a thread of the Blazers and kind of what's going on defensively. And it, it is kind of the best way that I can describe it is what the Blazers are going through right now is that they've got a lot of guys that are working hard to allow easy looks. And that is because yeah. in, in that you do get I do give credit to coaching that there is an effort that, that Chauncey's getting out of the guys. I think a lot of it is your Jimmy's and Joe's too. You know? So I think there is legitimate conversation to be had about both of them. Yeah. And you've got a push and pull right now that is leading to nowhere. And some of it is roster construction. Josh Hart is not an sure. ideal starting three. He lacks the size. Um, you know, his effort, you can't question that by any means. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got, in my opinion, the, you, two of your starting five are you can't count on all the time mm-hmm. to, to perform up to what they need to do. And that's at the two spot and the five. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of teams in the NBA have that problem. A lot, a lot do. Um, and that's what the Joe Cronin He's got he's got a little over a week. Well, yeah, and we were told this is a work to in progress. You know, the roster's a work in progress, and the hope is with your work in progress, as the season progresses, you start to figure some things out. And yeah. we've kind of seen the opposite. They started out hot and have trailed off. Yeah, I'd like to see where where the where this um, hmm, where these conversations head. The trade deadline is heating up. Next we Thursday, I believe. Well, uh, you said that Danny has a tweet out right now that OG and Anobi. His trade, according to the, 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 the betting sites? Yes, the odds for a trade as of yesterday was uh, uh, plus 200, and today is minus 500. That's an aggressive flip right there. That's a pretty big swing. That is a massive swing right yeah. there. Uh, because I, he was ruled out with a wrist injury um, through the road trip that will end on Sunday for the Toronto Raptors. And I guess Nick Nurse <laughs> said that it was news to him that he'd be held out for the remainder of the trip. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. But uh, he said it's, it's good to know that that's how long he's going to be gone. So I don't think it's as bad as that, but uh, as bad as that, that quote may sound on its, on its own, adding context to it. All right, uh, 503-250-1080. Uh, we got one more thing from the, the Blazers in the Hawks last night. Uh, it would have brought down Moda, but... Uh, that same man has been snubbed. Here's Rust with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. It's kind of weird to say this, but uh, one of the things that was a highlight of the Blazers' win last night was a missed dunk by Shaden Sharp. Yes, he went for that one. He went for it, but that alley-oop, and if you missed it last night, Gary Payton II went up to throw a lob to Shaden Sharp 
who was looking down inside the cylinder, but it was a low lob, so he caught it at his waist, Mm -hmm. and he ended up trying to windmill around and dunk it. Yeah, but basically out of necessity. Yes, people were like, oh, he's trying to showboat and he missed the dunk. No, he kind of had to do it. In real time, you saw him just kind of in stride do it, and it it was a crazy-looking missed dunk. Yes. And that place would have gone absolutely insane. Bananas. But you are now seeing why he he should go into All-Star Weekend as the odds-on favorite to win the slam dunk contest. He is a bona fide pogo stick out there. And we are also seeing something in Shaden Sharp where we're seeing a little bit of uh, development with him. And Chauncey Billups at times has thrown him to the Wolves uh, and put him out there. And this is a kid that is just 19 years old. He's not even 20 yet. And he is did not play last year, so didn't even have that that one year. Even though he's at Kentucky, um, he he is gone a year without basketball essentially, and now he's playing in the NBA. And the Blazers have at times have have just said, "All right, it's going to be sink or swim for you." And he's starting to tread water a little bit better and trying to tread water a little bit more. Uh, he has had highlight worthy plays. His efficiency has been up quite a bit and. Today, he got the snub, <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, as the Rising Stars game at All-Star Weekend um, announced their rosters. And he was not part of the rookies or sophomore class that will be in it in what is a changed format this year. So the format's going to be a little weird. You have four teams who are going to play shortened games, and you're going to just take winners against winners. They're playing to a designated point total. All right. In three of those teams are comprised of NBA players uh, who are in their first or second year. And then uh, the fourth team is sixth graders. <laughs> Close. Oh, G-leaguers. G-leaguers. G looked like a six. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a six. So they're not playing sixth graders. Okay. It is a it is a G League All Star team with the likes of Scoot Henderson, um, the Ken, Kenneth Lofton Jr., don't call me Kenny Lofton Jr. <laughs> Scotty Pippen Jr., which I will call you Scotty Pippen Jr. Yes. Mac McClung, who will be in the dunk contest. Who apparently, is, who apparently is older than two uh, West starters. Of just like the All-Star game, All-Star game? Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, he is a four-year guy. He he went to Georgetown in Texas Tech. Is that right? Uh, Mac McClung? Sure. That sounds correct. Um, white guy, dunker guy. But... You will. You did not see Shaden Sharp's name on there, even though he has performed as one of the ten best rookies uh, across the NBA this year from a lot of the metrics that they measure um, for this. But he's not one. He's not a starter for his team. Mm-hmm. Two, his scoring output is is not through the roof because he's only averaging like eight points a game, uh, two and a half rebounds. You know. <laughs> a half of assist, um, but he has highlights. And he is, if you look at the at the analytical metrics that Danny often points out, he's like, he should be one of those guys that's on this list. He is not, um, despite the fact that he's shooting 47% from the field and 34% from three. He's not going to get the nod to, to the 
um, Rising Stars Challenge game, which that's that's unfortunate. It's It would be cool to see him in there. We'll be able to see him in the dunk contest. You thought that since he was going to be in the dunk contest, they probably might just slide him over uh, into the Rising Stars Challenge, but that, that isn't the case. Um, and so he's left out. I don't think this is a huge deal, um, but at the same time, uh, it does kind of you take a look at the guys who are going to be on it and they're going to be playing there. The, you know, they're the top picks, Paolo, ben, uh, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Duran, AJ Griffin, Jaden Ivey. Uh, the guy that we saw the other night, Walker Kessler, who he looked like an all-star, like in the first five minutes and then kind of disappeared against the Blazers. Uh, but Kessler's going to be in there. Um, uh, Mathurin from Arizona. Mm-hmm. He, ben Mathurin is going to be in there. Uh, it is Jabari Smith Jr. All of those guys that are in that group where Shaden Sharp was drafted are also going to be in uh, the Rising Stars game. See, now I wonder what, I mean, like I get they're trying to showcase some of the G League guys and whatnot and future talent mm. on the way to the yeah. league, but why not just, they don't need to be an All-Star weekend. Make it a, another, because if you're omitting guys like like Shaden Sharp, yeah. then you've got enough you know enough bodies to fill those spots okay right in my mind and it, the nba all-star weekend should be a, 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 a an exploration or, or a, a showcase for nba players mm-hmm. and the future stars that are in the nba yeah i and i understand that and i get that i think why why the nba is doing it though is because they have opened up this avenue mm-hmm. that they want to monetize which is uh, ignite from the G League, right? Where they take these kids as a, as a as a pathway and an alternative from going to college for one year and doing the one and done. Ignite allows um, those guys to to go there. But here's where the problem with the NBA is: nobody sees or hears about these guys, and they just disappear. Yeah, you know, they're just gone. Yeah. Now, if you were to take you know, if, if Victor Wembanyama, maybe you could get him, and you take like an international pool of players that are kind of in that realm mm-hmm. and you add them to the ignite guys maybe now we're talking right because then you're getting some of those international players that are over here but that's all they're trying to do is build an awareness around hey these guys are coming in the nba yeah. soon maybe you should get an eye on them right now so uh, i that's the only thing that i can think of um of, of those guys to to I get him in there. Uh, by the way, Mac McClung, older than Zion Williamson and Luka Doncic. Look at that. Look at that. Um, all right, so here we go with, if you look at the top 10 uh, picks in the draft last year, okay? So that would be Shaden Sharp's class. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't see Johnny Davis on here, who was the 10th overall pick, correct? So three of the 10... Um, three of the top ten will not be from this past year's draft class, not be in the Rising Stars game. They are Chet Holmgren, who is injured, mm-hmm. uh, Shaden Sharp, Dyson Dan- oh, Dyson Daniels isn't in it either. Uh, Dyson Daniels and Johnny Davis. The, the, the guys from the top ten that are going to be getting that nod are uh, Jeremy Schuen from uh, the Spurs, you got Mathurin from Indiana, Jaden Ivey in Detroit, uh, Keegan Murray in Sacramento, Jabari Smith of Houston, and Paolo Banquero of uh, the Orlando Magic. So, just something to keep an eye on. All right, 503-250-1080. Oh, shoot, we're way over. Danny Dusty on the fan.
Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right, we had no Danny Mering. He'll be back tomorrow. Um, I'm just going to randomly scroll through the text line and try to find out um, what he's doing right now. Uh, it appears here. Uh, the random one just stopped. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he got an x-ray for Hot Wheels in his bum. Um, that's where I stopped on. Um, we have also, oh, also, or it is for his breast enhancement surgery. He's getting his, his pre-op visit for that. <laughs> uh, the text line, you guys are in charge today. I think I believe I also saw one that said he just didn't get out of bed because he's broken. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, he's got a MRI today, so that's why he's not, he's not in. He will be back tomorrow. We do have a, a quick little change in our, our programming, though. As uh, Andrew Nemec will join us, uh, he was scheduled to join us four minutes from now. He'll join us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour as tomorrow is National Signing Day, part two uh, for the college sports world. And the Oregon Ducks are in on a massive five-star uh, prospect. We'll get Nemec's thoughts on, on where they think the dual sport football and track and field athlete will go to. Um, also, there is uh, one prospect that... Uh, apparently, it's down to Georgia, USC, and Major League Baseball. No. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see where we'll see his his uh, his take on on what will happen on National Signing Day. Which, man, this used to be a, a big deal. Remember, like years ago, it was uh, about a decade ago. It would be wall to wall coverage on ESPN of National Signing Day, and now they don't. They don't do anything close to that because most kids start signing in in December, mm-hmm. and ESPN doesn't need the programming then. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't need the wall to wall blow it all out coverage for National Signing Day and where these high school kids are going to go. The it's mid December. They got NFL, NBA, college bowl season is just about to start. Or for some schools, like the Vegas Bowl happens, and then there's National Signing Day the very next week. They have got plenty of content in mid-December. February, though, is a different story. Yeah. And by by this time, all, all of the signees, they're all done. They're all gone. So this will be interesting to see kind of um, what, what Oregon's class will look like uh, come tomorrow if they can land the last remaining five-star athlete that is on the board. Or I, I shouldn't say the, the last one. He is the uh, the highest rated athlete that's on the board um, left to commit, and it's down to Oregon and South Carolina. Which that's kind of it's weird. Those two schools are doing a little swapsies lately. You yeah, know? like uh, a couple of guys have come out here. So yeah, go get your big NIL check at South Carolina, and then come over here and transfer uh, back over to the West Coast later. Is it is <laughs> done? Yeah. Figured it out for you. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Five zero three two five zero. 1080. Um, that is a fan text line. We got uh, our number two. Oh, and now P1 Rufio is just trying to mix it up on the text line. Text line's always open. Text line is always open. Okay. And Rufio's now mixing it up. We've already gone to through uh, de-extinction and uh, we're bringing, we're bringing back clones of extinct animals. PG. I would love to hear these ones too. The PG 13 movies that are on the list that you must watch. Yeah. And now Rufio is saying, because we brought up uh, Rapper's Delight with Jeff Rust, 
He's trying to bring up what's your go-to karaoke song. I'll give those out in hour number two at some point. we got the worst day on the web, which is a doozy. But uh, where we got to start hour number two is, I guess I still got some thoughts. So we'll put a bow on conference championship weekend. I know you guys went wall-to-wall with it yesterday. Uh, it's, uh, it's all you heard about. I got a couple, a couple thoughts because I was gone yesterday. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.